Hello, it's uh, 2018 and this is the first podcast of the season and I'm going to be talking about the significance of the Edwardian era um, and how it impacts and inspector calls. So the play was written in 1945 by Priestley but reflects on um, the, the issues surrounding the Edwardian era and it's set in 1912. The play uses the prosperity of the Burling family and their treatment of Eva to represent Priestley's views on society and status. So, looking at the Edwardian period, um, that's obviously based after the reign of King Edward, um, which was from uh, 1901 to 1910, and that's Edward VII. But it also spans from the mid-1890s and and goes on until about um, 1914, which is where we have the outbreak of World War I. The time period really sees the start of the shifting political movement. Um, So when the war happens, and I will do more podcasts on the significance of the time period in between 1912 and 1945. Um, But really, this marks the end of um, the, the really strict capitalism that we've seen thus far. The struggles of the working class, um, and they're known as the proletariat, uh, were highlighted uh, against the growing success of those people, those um, people who are making lots of money through industry, and they're known as the bourgeoisie. So if you've heard those terms before, the proletariat and bourgeoisie, you might have heard them um, if you've looked at the relevance of Marxism um, and uh, socialism. Edwardian society was um, conducted by a number of unsaid rules to keep that uh, status quo. And um, it's those rules, actually, that we see being broken down through the inspector um, in an inspector calls. And those are the rules that Priestley really wants the the modern audience um, and the 1945 audience to forget about. Um, So I'm going to talk through those rules so that you have a better understanding of um, the way in which people thought about things in 1912, the way in which they thought about the poor, they thought about the rich, and they thought about class society. So these are some rules that that were kind of, um, they were unsaid, they weren't published anywhere, but this is how people tend to live their life. So people, rule number one, a poor person has no manners, they are not sophisticated, they have no class, and they have poor education. Number two, a poor person cannot ever become wealthy. That would really shake things up. Number three, rich and poor cannot mix. They can't have friendships. They can't have relationships. So when we see this with um, Eva and Gerald and Eva and and Eric, again, that was a real social faux pas. So a social faux pas is um, something that should not be done. It is not acceptable. And number, f- number four, this one I really like, a poor person should be grateful for all that the rich people do to help. And we kind of see that with Mrs. Burling, where we see her um, self-righteousness. And she doesn't see that even though she's supposed to be running a charity, something that's meant to help, she um, is so entitled um, that she dismisses Eva's case and refuses to help her but she still doesn't think there's anything wrong with that you know so these these poor people need to be grateful for what they've been given by the uh, the wonderful wealthy number five the rich do not want to see or hear from the poor they are just there to serve a purpose 
Now we see this with Mr. Burling um, when Eva, you know, causes a fuss and um, goes on strike. He he dismisses her. He considers her a troublemaker. Really, all she's trying to do is be heard and be seen and have the cause of the um, the working class women be listened to. Um, but again, that's not acceptable for, for Mr. Burling. It's not acceptable for people um, of his status to have to deal with their petty nonsense. So number six, the rich employ the poor. That's the relationship between them. It is one of master and servant. It is one of employee and employer. Um, number seven, the rich can sack and punish a poor employee without any consequences. Well, we see that with Sheila, don't we, when Millwoods sack Eva Smith um, really without cause. Now, in today's society, that just can't happen. You know, we have unions, we have laws, we have protection in place um, to protect employees um, and make sure that they are um, dealt with um, in a fair manner. Well, at least we try and make sure that happens. It's not always the case. Number eight, the rich are better than the poor. This is really the golden rule. It's almost like that scene in Matilda um, where the father's talking to Matilda and he's saying, I'm big, you're small, I'm smart, you're stupid. And that's really the idea that they had, this this elitist attitude um, of upper class therefore being a better citizen and the working class being you know the second class citizen and that's really where this comes from um i'm going to talk in another podcast about the significance of of the titanic sinking um because that's really important and that does actually feature and is is referenced in an inspectacles but so Priestley doesn't believe these rules um, and even if they are all shown in and inspectacles in one way, shape or form. That's not because he thinks that people need to follow them and people need to remember them. It's because he wants to remind people that this doesn't work. So he writes his play to um, demonstrate to audiences how this type of structure, this this way of society and this way of being really will just end in fire and blood and anguish. And that's one of the things that he states. He wants this play to be a warning that Edwardian society doesn't work um they need to find an alternative a fairer way to live um you know they are all one body as as he says and um that's really what's so important about this context is you need to know the failings of the system before to understand what it was that Priestley was trying to change hope that was helpful